Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast. We've been speaking on the subject of spiritual warfare and spiritual armor. And I was thinking this morning as I was traveling in, uh, you know, God tells us, give us this, this revelation, this understanding of uh, how to live effectively and to, to live that abundant life. And, and with that in his word, again, when you get saved, you, you're supposed to start studying the word of God. And God reveals to us in his, in his word, Jesus said, in, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. He tells us in, in, in Mark chapter 4 in the parable of the sore, persecution will arise for the word's sake. He tells us, I believe over in John, that if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. He says, you know, Satan desires to sift us like wheat. There's so many scriptures on, on spiritual adversity or spiritual warfare and that how we're going to have to endure adversity or, or suffer adversity or go through some stuff. But there's still the good news. The good news is God says, I call you an overcomer, and if you apply my word to the circumstances, to your life, you too will overcome. And Greater is he that's in me than in the world. There it is. And, and again, Jesus was the, a good example of that because he, he experienced the ultimate <laughs> adversity, dying, being crucified on the cross. But he didn't stay dead. He, and he always declared what he believed. Destroyed, destroyed his temple and then three days later it, it would be raised up. He had confidence in, in what God told God the Father revealed to him and remember jesus always said i don't do anything that the father hasn't instructed me to do so the father must have instructed him to to speak what thus said the lord destroy this temple and then three days later and again with that said and, and jesus just constantly remind us you know we're going to have trials and tribulation but he's given us some weaponry and some armor to endure those things and again my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge if you don't understand what's available to you as a believer, then you're probably going to perish for just a lack of not knowing. So our well, job... Then, then if we don't know that we actually have the armor, we have the sword of truth, we right. have all those things, then we go into battle unarmed. We go with our own strength. And, you know, I people don't like to hear this, but the devil's very good at what he does. Yeah. And he's been doing it for a very long time. 
And the average person, and I dare say probably everybody, who goes up against the devil on their own strength is going to lose. He's going to beat you like a drum. Well, that's why he says, finally, my brethren, put on the whole armor of God. That, that was a command. That was an instruction. And again, back to my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The scripture tells us over in Timothy, study to show yourself approved. And in Colossians, he prays that we would increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will. Well, God's will is that you be victorious, that you always triumph. So, but he's going to give you the tools, or I'm going to say the wisdom, the revelation, the understanding through his word. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word of God still stands and endures forever. It was good then, and it's always good. Actually, angels hearken into the voice of God's word, and they help bring it to pass. So we have to speak the word only. And it's back, back to Jesus when he started his ministry Scripture said he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And we know how he defeated Satan. He kept on saying what was written, what thus said the Lord. He was using the sword of the spirit, which was the word of God. And a lot of people, when they go through trials and tribulations and persecutions, which the scripture tells us we will endure, they don't know how to fight because they don't understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood they get mad at people and not understanding that it's the deceptive one the devil and they don't know how to war against him so they go after all these people and then they break relationships with all these people instead of going after the root which is satan he's always the devil's always in the details so we have to know how to war against him and again back to that scripture in ephesians he said finally my brother and be strong look in the lord like you said he didn't say be strong in yourself. Right. He says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, how am I going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? But be, be grounded and rooted in his truth, in the word, because that's the word of God is the only thing going to defeat the devil. Again, Jesus demonstrated to us that when he was being tempted by the devil, he didn't pick up a rock, he didn't pick up a stick, he didn't pick up nothing. He picked up the word of God that was sown in his heart, and he released it, and that was the sword of the spirit. And we understand again, Back to the scriptures. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So put on the word. You know, put on righteousness. You got to put on all these things. And again, last week we didn't uh, describe those in detail. But look at verse 12. He tells us, give us some understanding. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That means people. People aren't your problem. He said, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, of this age against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. That's Satan and his horde, demons and demonic spirits. Well, you know, we were yeah. talking before we came on the air about, and it's not even just other people all the time. The devil comes to you and, and tells you a lie about God doesn't love you or God doesn't care about you or God's not big enough for this problem, and people pick up the bottle or they pick up drugs or they pick up something else, and the devil says, yeah, that'll help you. That'll calm your nerves. That'll make you and feel that just, better. That just takes you back further. Than right. That just were. adds another that problem kills to you. it. Right. <laughs> help destroy I'm, you. I mean, that just adds another problem to your life. But yeah, that's what the devil loves to come to people and say, you know what? God can't do this. But, you know, if you if you drink this or you take these or whatever, you'll feel better about it. Right. And that's and, what he tried to work off your feelings. And faith is not a feeling. And these things will help you because they'll, they'll calm your nerves. They'll, you know, it'll, it'll be better. They'll make you feel better. Yeah, yeah, feel at least better. For a minute. Yeah, at least for a little while. Temporary. <laughs> you count until you're hung over the next day. Well, it's just like, you know, a lot of other drugs and 
stuff people use. It's just a temporary relief to help you escape reality. And again, I believe there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. Amen. The Bible says this word is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it divides the it, it just divides between the, the joints, the bones and marrows, and, and it's a discerner of thoughts and intents, and there's no creature hidden from his sight. That's the word of God. And that's what we get to use. It's the sword of the spirit. We get to use that. See, the word of God is more powerful and more sufficient than any bottle of alcohol you'll ever pick right. up or any drug you will ever take or any pornography you'll ever look at or whatever it is that people are doing to try to, to make themselves feel bad. The word of God is the one that's sufficient. None of those things are sufficient. And that's what God wants you to have faith in, his word. Jesus said it in Mark eleven twenty three: have faith in God. And I, I understand this. God and his word are one. You can't separate God from his word, which equates to his will. He says, have faith in that. If God said it, that's what you say. And that's what you believe first. And then you say, the scripture says over in 2 Corinthians, we, we've been given the same spirit of faith. As it is written, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe what? We believe the gospel. We believe the word of God. Therefore, that's what we speak. Because whatever you believe in your heart, you're going to speak because Matthew 12 says out of the abundance of the heart, well, Romans, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then Matthew 12 says a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. So we need to plant the word of God in our heart, start meditating on it, getting that understanding or revelation out of it, and then start using it as a sword of the spirit. But I'm going to read a little more of this, uh, this armor here. We're going to uh, pick it up at verse 13, Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. See, you got to continue to stand on the truth. And in all this armor, all of God's word is the truth. You got to continue. And a lot of people, scripture says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, if you don't faint, you'll reap. See, a lot of people yeah, faint an, in, in the season, well, but you know, in the process. A, it's an interesting scripture because you, why would you weary in doing good? Right. It's easy don't to grow, weary in doing good. Right. Don't he, but he tells you that's the command. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Well-doing is standing on the word. That's a good thing. Well, plus I tell people all the time, it's easy to grow weary in doing good because you've probably seen it. I've seen it. Most everybody's seen it. The people you do the most for seem to be the least appreciative. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. more you do for them, the less. Mm -hmm. Then they want you to do something else. And why didn't you do that too? And, right. and now they're mad at you because you didn't do this other stuff with them. And so it, it becomes easy in some ways to weary right. in well doing, doing good. Well, again, another example of, Doing good is constantly studying the Word of God, constantly meditating, constantly having faith in the Word of God, constantly attending Sunday services, midweek Bible studies, reading some spiritual material that, that's edifying. you got to constantly sow in good things because whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. That's why he said don't grow weary in well-doing. So in due season, you'll reap if you don't faint. He says just keep on sowing the good stuff. Keep on putting it in because eventually it's going to come out. If I keep taking, if I planted a garden and I continue to take care of it till harvest season, eventually uh -uh, I'm going to have an harvest. But if I stop in the middle <laughs> and say, oh, forget this garden. I don't care about it no more. And we know it'll just, it'll just do its own thing. It'll well, die. Well, yeah, where we're at, you know, in the heat that we have, right. if you put water in it, it's going to die. It's going to die. And that's what a lot of Christians do. 
Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Key word was continue. A lot of believers won't continue. They stop soon as some adversity comes, soon as some persecution, soon as some trials and tribulations come. They, they stop, and they want to go back to the natural. No, that's the time where you stay in faith. You, you got to press into the word of God now. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You got to start spitting that word out and decreeing, declaring what thus said the Lord constantly. Because that's the faith fight right there. And the scripture says over in Corinthians, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down the stronghold. That means we just use the word of God. That pulls down the strongholds. You snatch down the old belief and replace it with the new belief. What God says, remember, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, you got to cast down some imaginations. That's where the battle's at. Because the devil always going to show you how bad it is. <laughs> oh, well, it's not, not going to work out. Terrible. Yeah, and this your job. Worse. And you know what he loves to convince people of is whatever's going on in your life is worse than anybody's ever oh, had. No, yeah, oh, yeah, Nobody's yeah. ever had it as bad as you. No, this no, is no. the worst. There's always something. I always tell the story, you know, the guy that complained about him not having a nice pair of shoes. He kept complaining until you seen the guy with no feet. Right. There's all, and I tell people, there's always somebody in a worse situation than you are. But again, as we learn these principles about spiritual warfare, and again, as ministers, leaders, you know, fivefold ministry leaders, or just mature Christians, we got to start teaching people this. Because people, we, me and you know ourselves, we see a lot of defeated Christians because they don't know principles they don't know how to operate in the kingdom well, of god we like to say they've forgotten who they are well yeah yeah and, and the bible refers to them i know a lot of people don't like this word carnal christians scripture says those who are in the flesh cannot please god you got to stay in the spirit and when i say stay in the spirit you got to stay in the word of god you got to continue to call things that be not as though they were you got to call yourself sober <laughs> you got to call yourself delivered and set free you got to call yourself a victor or not a victim you got to say what God says. And the scripture says in Romans, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in life as king. Romans 5, 17. That's who we are now. We're new creations. So now you got to start thinking like that. Because as a man think it, so is he. So we just think what God says. And that becomes our new reality. <laughs> well, what, you know, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah, he believed something that seemed impossible. But I mean, more and more but he believed it. need to just believe. That's just it. Just believe God. God believe said, word. so I'm going to believe it. You know what? The word, had a lot of things probably haven't manifested in my life materially, physically. I still believe God because I believe I receive him. And you know what I receive him first? In my spirit. Jesus said it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, he said they're a spirit in their life. I receive it. I receive it. I got this word. Remember over in Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You got, and that's the truth, God's word. So you got to let the truth dwell in you richly because you'll know the truth. And that's what's going to set you free. He says, you've been delivered. You've been set free. You're more than a conqueror. Uh, let me get back to the scripture here. We got to talk about the, uh, what you called again. Okay. Verse 14, Ephesians 6, 14, stand therefore, look, having girded your waist with the truth. He's, the truth is God's word. He said, gird your waist. I mean, have the truth wrapped around your waist. Have it around you, the truth. Look, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that protects those vital organs. Righteousness is I mean, you're in right standing with God. 
He said, put that around your vital organs. Look, having your having shrouded your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's the good news. It means stand on the good news. Look, above all, taking that shield of faith, which quenches faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of that wicked one. See, you got to use that shield of faith. That means you got to cast down. Because the shield is designed to cast some stuff down that's coming towards you. So, and that shield of faith, when you declare it, the word of faith, you're casting down every thought and every high thing that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You know, and did you read that, it's easy to read, shield of faith. I want I like to turn around and say, faith, my faith is a shield. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it just sounds a it, little It'd be different. just like, okay, you got that faith to shield around you, and if I throw something at you right now. It's it, not going to stick. It's right, not going to hit. Gonna, it's the gonna, devil, he's going to I like that. What does it say? My version says, the extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil. Okay, I'm shooting some flaming arrows at you, but you shield it. But here's the thing. He's shooting them. He's going to shoot right. them. The devil. See, this is not a maybe the devil might shoot a flaming arrow at you. He's going right. to shoot right, flaming right, right. arrows at you. Well, you know, if you don't have faith, those, shielding air, those flaming arrows are going to hit you. But when you have faith... You have a shield around you. They just bounce Like we on. said last time, you're a Teflon Christian. And here's the deal. Satan is always plotting and planning the demise of God's people. He's he hates God's people. He's always shooting flaming arrows. So, he, so he's coming after you. So that's why he told you, keep on this armor that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil in your evil day. You're getting one. You're going to get more than one evil day. But if you're like this Roman soldier that he's describing, you have all this armor on, you, you can withstand. You can withstand, and a lot of Christians are going out into the battle butt naked. They don't have any armor on. Wait, right, and he's not Spiritual saying, armor you know, weapons. you ought to think about putting this armor on because, you know, it's possible that maybe someday the devil might do something and we'll have a day. He says, no, put on the armor because the devil's coming. It's dude. coming. I can tell you it's coming. Believe me, uh, I've been saved now for 14 years, and, and yes, my first uh, year or two or three was, was great. I was reading this in the Bible. I was like, praise the Lord. I missed all this. But right now, my evil day has come, Richard. And, and guess what? I, I'm, I've been, God's been preparing me because I've been spending time with him in his word. And, and, I, and the Holy Spirit brings all this to my remembrance. He says, put on all of this and do this and use the word as a sword of the spirit. Keep that shield of faith on. Stand in the gospel. Keep that truth wrapped around you. And, and let's read a little more here. Okay, okay. Let's say, uh... In the 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Oh, that's Satan. Look, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Oh, man, you got to use that word of God. And we like to forget this one because, you know, Scripture says pray always. Look, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit, being watchful to this end. So we have to. You, you got to pray. You, and here's the deal. You got to pray the word of God, not the, the worries, not the problems. You got to pray the promises of God. That's what you got to pray. You might have to pray in the spirit. A lot of people don't like to or scared to pray in the spirit. Man, that's another weapon in your arsenal. I pray in the spirit almost every day on my way to the office because I know uh, God's got big plans for me and the devil has big plans for me. <laughs> so I'm going to pray. And, I'm going to use every weapon that God's made available to me i'm going to use everything in my arsenal to come against the wiles of the devil and if praying in the spirit is one i call it a heavenly language some people like to call it speaking in tongues but i use that as another weapon because 
against the enemy, praying always. He said, praying always. So we got to use that. And uh, I was just thinking about uh, this morning, I guess last night, God was just dealing me with that. You know, reminded me as a Christian, especially when you're really desiring to, to get to know Christ, if you understand that he's a, a, a pearl of great price. Scripture talks about the kingdom of God is like this, the man that bought that field and the pearl of great price. When you're really sold out for God and you want to manifest all the promises, the promises, and you want to do big things for God, you're really under attack. The devil's really going to come for you, so you really have to be ready. And he's going to—I just think about—he's the Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. He's going to falsely accuse you of stuff, and a lot of people think he can't do that in this country now. Okay, you're deceived because he—he's he, the same. Yeah, he's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and he's. In your own natural, you, you can't beat Satan. Remember, be strong in the Lord, <laughs> the power of his might. You, you can't do it. So he uses the systems that are in place because he's got people in those systems too. Yeah, he's got people in politics. He's got people in the, just, the just judicial tell system. you the devil's still up to his old tricks? Man, he ain't got no new tricks. He still got people just he's like God. God has people there in those places too, but the devil has people. And that's why God says, go and make disciples of all nations. Get everybody saved. That way, the Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked, wicked rule, the people groan. So he said, go play, displace the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. But God was just reminding me, Satan's always going to, he's always plotting and planning the demise of God's people. And he says, I want you to be ready for that because you're going to have to learn how to fight. And again, he was just reminding me all of these scriptures about persecution, about over in First Peter, he says, if you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed, but glorify God in the matter. And I, and I got to meditate on glorify God in the matter. He said, yeah, just speak about what God says. That's how you glorify God in the matter. Remember, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Well, why? Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He says, yeah, you're going to go through a, a valley. You're going to go through some stuff for righteousness sake. And I was, just, again, thinking about Jesus, how. He was accused of a crime that was punishable by capital, by crucifixion. Well, well, was that true that he committed a crime? No, but he was accused of one. And the same people that were shouting Hosanna, they were shouting crucifixion later. <laughs> so, again, and Jesus says, okay, they did that to me. They're going to get you. That's why, again, I have understanding. You know, I'm going through stuff now, but God reveals to me in his word. He's like, See, this happened. Okay, it's going to happen to you. But your job is to keep the faith. Keep believing that I'm going to get you out of this. And keep believing that I got big things for you. As long as you stay in faith, meaning integrity, just keep doing Keep blessing those that persecute you. Keep praying for those who spitefully use you. Keep forgiving. And that's, those are some of the, our weaponry, forgiveness. And, and, and remember he says, if your enemy is thirsty, give him a drink. If he's hungry, feed him. We don't like to do that. The world don't teach you to do that. But in the kingdom, that's what you got to do. That's part of your weaponry. And uh, again, God's just been showing me that. Because back to this scripture in Hebrews, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That means be a doer, not just a hearer of the word. The latter part says, and he will exalt you in due season. God desires to exalt his people. I mean, exalt them over their problems. <laughs> exalt them over anything that the devil's trying to put on them. Exalt you over sickness. He wants to exalt you over it. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we just have to be sold out for the kingdom. 
regardless. We have to just be sold out and trust God. I was thinking of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Yeah, it looked hard, man. God led them right to an impossible situation, the Red Sea. <laughs> they were happy coming up out of Egypt because they took all the goods and everything, and they was rolling, rolling right up out of Egypt. And then they realized, man, God then took us to Rome. <laughs> and they started what? Complaining about We're the situation. Graves in Egypt. They right, right, right. had to bring us out here to die. <laughs> but God says, no, just trust me. Yes. See, God's people are going to go through. Just trust me. Now, they wasn't just heading to what they thought the wrong direction, the Red Sea, and nobody was behind them. Pharaoh and his army was behind them. So they were like, wow, man, God, the men brought us out here, man, and messed us up. And God's like, no, it might look like that. Hey, but I'm God. I can do the impossible. It might look like you guys are about to get it. And we understand none of them got caught by Pharaoh and his army. Pharaoh and his army got caught by God. See, but what we got to be careful of, and I talk to people about this all the time, we like to to kind of look down our nose at the Israelites there. You know, it's like, how could how could they do this after all that God had done? We do it. Oh, we do it all the time. Right. God brings us through so many things in our life, and then all of a sudden a new issue comes up, and now we're like, oh, woe is me. Why did this happen to me? Oh, God won't be able to do anything about this. This is too terrible. This is too hard. This is too big. And, oh, what am I going to do? And we worry and we fret and we wring our hands and we can't sleep at night because, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Well, that's exactly what the Israelites did. The first chance they got, they forgot all the things that God had done in their midst. And we do the same thing. God brings us through sickness. He brings us through financial problems. He brings us through whatever our whole life. And then all of a sudden now a new issue comes up, and this is the one. And that, that seems to be, you know, that fallen nature of man. I was reading last night. I was reading something else in Matthew 13. It said, Jesus quoted the prophet with parables, I'll speak to them. And I went back to where that was declared. It was declared over in Psalm 78. And I started reading it. And guess what Psalm 78 started talking about? That example that we just described over them coming out of Egypt. How they saw God's mighty, wondrous works, and they still let doubt and unbelief come out of their mouth. That was in their heart. And we're still like that today. We'll see God's hand of God and then a new situation come up and we'll start putting faith in the the negative instead of keeping that faith in God. We're putting doubt and fear into yeah. what's going to happen God because, does. oh man, I, I don't think I, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to, to continue to have faith in him and trust in him. And again, Grow in the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Well, right now we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.